Good evening, Bench. Hello. Great How are you? Nice to see you. How are you doing? Yeah, doing fine. Yes, yes. Like I'm excited. Like this is our first. It's the second episode of the the dot 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 and the futurist series, and I'm really happy to to do today with you. Um, being a well, one of my uh, good friends and an innovator, I thought it would be really uh, great to just circle around what that means. The being an innovator and how innovation is not just for for a few, but actually I believe it's for everyone, and actually it helps you um, to make the most of life and get that momentum towards your future. Like, and uh, I would love to just uh, have a chat, have a conversation, invite people to join us. <coughs> And uh, so we are broadcasting, streaming this through uh, YouTube and Facebook. So for those who are in Facebook, there is um, there's this weird name called Melon App that actually asks you permission to to forward your comments uh, to us. So please allow the Melon App to forecast uh, or forward your comments so you can. Uh, communicate with us because we would love to hear your insights as well about the conversation we have and um, so bench like innovator I invited you to be the innovator in the this the innovator in the future is so what does what bell does it ring with you when I say the innovator well first of all thanks so much for having me on Ariane. it's a real a real privilege i've watched some of your futurist things in the past and they've been fantastic so when you asked me i was really excited and i like the 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 title innovator for a few reasons i think <clears throat> one of the things that um it triggers me when i hear the word innovator it reminds me of um a, a, a a journey that I was on uh, with a friend 25 years ago when we were um, going across the African bush to climb a, a, a volcano. And on the way we borrowed, well, to get there, we borrowed my friend's dad's Lada Riva, uh, good old Soviet engineered vehicle. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't built like their tanks. And in probably 200 kilometers from the nearest town, the spring broke and uh, we still wanted to go and climb our volcano. This this little spring and a tire hanging off wasn't going to stop us. Um, so we had some basic tools to take off the tire and had a look and could see the spring was there, but we didn't have anything to fix it with. Um, and in the end, we we managed to find a way of using our shoelaces to tie up the spring out of the way so it wouldn't rub on the tire and. Um, somehow compressed the bottom part of it with the other shoelace so that the rest of the car kind of got by and we were able to drive it and drove it 100 kilometers to our destination 300 kilometers back so it was good enough um, and for me that's what innovation is about it's about using the stuff you've got seeing what what's gone wrong but not necessarily focus on trying to fix it and working out how you can get where you want to go um and I know it's a it's a silly story from a long time ago, but I think there's quite a bit in it. 
Well, if you would use the, the Swiss Army knife and the duct tape, then it probably would be uh, an episode of uh, a series we all know from our childhood. <laughs> like the MacGyver kind of uh, way of approaching it. But what I love about it, it's like using like using the the tools the the small things like the shoelaces in a, in circumstances that didn't look like they were helping to to get you to that place you were traveling to absolutely and i i believe that actually like so as a as a futurist human centered i uh, people always know that i talk about like okay what's your preferred future uh, and, and also in the midst of this, like over a year with all the lockdowns and all that um, circumstances, situations that probably, well, doesn't, they don't fit any of our goals, but it's just a circumstance and it should not change our goals. If we know where we want to go and we derive from that or backcast the fancy word from that, our for where we want to be in a year, two years' time, and we derive from that who we want to become, what our goals are, then the circumstances are a setback or an opportunity, but they're not changing the direction or the goals. Yeah. And that means that we're not tossed around by a year of lockdowns. Like, um, I yeah. looked at my, my school going... Uh, teenagers and like maybe next week school it will be closed again well for them it it really defines how the whole week's look but if i look to the broader perspective i see so many people around us that actually they don't know what to expect anymore they don't know how to focus anymore they they don't want to be in hibernate but how would you approach that? It's just a normal life situation, the chaos we are in. How would you approach that with an innovator's perspective? Uh, it, it's one of the reflections I've been having about this past year. And I've said to a few people, uh, it, it, is, it is the time more than ever that I've known, certainly, for innovators to rise up. I think, you know, I look around and... Uh, it is chaos. We're in we're in chaos. We're government. We're in you know the territory of governments making stuff up, and and making up the story to make themselves look good. Um, but I think if we know where we want to go, we've got everything that we need to get us there. And and I think you know as an innovator, it's it's about focusing, making sure that you keep focused on where you're going and not get distracted by the noise or the chaos um, or even the problems. You know, I think it's easy to maybe distracted is uh, not quite the right word, but to focus and fixate on the problems and trying to fix them um, and look for them and identify them. And if, as soon as you start to do that, then you either want to solve them or you want to start mapping them out or correlating them or, you know, joining the dots and doing something huge but I, I i think there's something about kind of looking at the the problems that we're facing and acknowledging them and recognizing them but then taking a step and going yes those things may be true but this is where i'm going what have i got in my 
on my shoes you know what have i got around me what are the skill sets that i've got inside me who are the people around me um how can we make stuff happen to keep us pushing forward to where we want to go um yeah yeah well i like what you say like like i'll repeat it in different words but that's what you trigger uh with that statement that you say actually that the problems are not necessarily there to be fixed. Do, do yeah. I understand you correct? Yeah. So that just makes me think like, like just in life, daily life, we have things that don't work out. We have obstacles. Um, and the, the first proactive reaction would be like, let's, let's conquer the ob uh, obstacles. Let's go fix it uh, let's not be by uh, be intimidated by them well actually when I think about that maybe most of our problems are actually not things to be solved are not blocking us but maybe they are just communicating us what the dynamics we are in so yeah. they're like more like more like symptoms than uh, than a, than a cause or uh, something to be fixed is that correct that's definitely how i see it uh, i when you were talking just there a, 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 i was transported in my mind back to a, a school classroom and a, um, a teacher talking about problem solving um and there was a description of a mountain and the question was what kind of problem solver are you you know are you the person who sees this mountain in front of you and wants to just climb over the top and conquer the problem or are you the person who kind of um tries to mine a a, 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 a tunnel through it um and i always really struggled with that because i i started to have questions about the fact that what if the mountain's not there you know why do I want to go to the other side of the mountain? Where am I going? You know, what if what if I just go this direction? Will it get me there? And and I think for me, problems are something that, like you say, a, a signpost of what's going on. You know, often we can't really control the problem. Certainly, it feels like that more than more than ever at the moment. Um, but it leads to. It, it, it can lead to really helpful questions that go, what, what if, what if we did something completely different? Um, what if this problem isn't actually a problem, but it, it just feels like a problem or it just looks like a problem? Um, and, and yeah, so I, I think you're right. Uh, I think, I think the question is what, what, what then and what do you do with it? Um, yeah, so you should know where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know where, to go, where you're going, then actually you're tossed around by probably the circumstances. So when you know where you're going and you know what the milestones are to go, to, to stay on track, yeah. um, you still don't go in a straight line, but you can just go around problems because you can sense that they are actually distraction instead of being relevant. Yeah. And so to make it more real, tangible, um, we need, of course, a good example. 
so I'm buying myself a little bit of time now. But um, well, I, I think I think the, one of the examples that I see at the moment is, you know, the, one of the problems facing society in general following all the lockdowns is lack of employment, and you know, businesses struggling, and for a lot of people, you know that that is this big problem that they see financial doom and gloom facing them in everything that they see around but but what if it's an opportunity to turn these businesses around to invest in the ideas that lots of the people inside the businesses hold and you know let people speak and think and you know let creativity really flow and come out um in in business in schools right you know what what if we could really reimagine doing schools differently um and education differently you know i think you start to <laughs> you start to see the different problems because caused by the environment the, the circumstances the environments and straight away there's what what you know what happens if we just did it completely differently um yeah i think uh, the education system like um you hear everywhere around in the news that that uh, that the students, the kids, the teenagers, the that they are behind on on the curriculum. So what is the problem? That our thing. The problem is they don't meet the standard of the curriculum. But it's not that the problem is not that they're not learning. Yeah. Like. Probably they have learned life lessons that they would normally miss in life due to the curriculum. So they have learned something different and it's not up to the process or the standards to actually um, say that it's right or wrong what they've learned, that they are behind or not. And um, But you have to zoom out and see the bigger picture. It's the same like the example you say, like a lot, uh, lot of jobs are, are lost. So employment is a problem. So this, let's fix it. Let's create jobs. Yeah. Is that a solution or is that just on the very short ter term, keeping people business, uh, busy and yeah, I know cash flow, income, very, relevant things for for the short term but on the long term so probably you know that as an innovator as well if you get occupied by busyness and it's not you're not sure if that's the right busyness then actually you you, you make some money but you could by the one day work you could be two days behind on schedule for your life journey yeah so how do you approach that that kind of setting? How, what is the question that you keep asking yourself? Well, I, I think there's several questions. I think one is the what if question, like what 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 if what what if we did something different? What what could it be like? Um, and I think the other the other thing that I've been reflecting on is what what am I measuring? what's my measuring system because often um i think 
you know, often we're using a, a, a way to measure how we're doing and where we're going that's based on the past and based on an old paradigm. And therefore, things seem like problems or seem like we're failing or falling behind because we're looking and using this old system of boxes. It, it came to my mind the other day because we had to do a census here and you have to you have to fill in a whole bunch of boxes to say, you know, where you're from, what ethnicity and all these things. And you look at it and you just it's based on an old paradigm that's been used for 150 years and they want to track progress against that paradigm. But I had so many conversations with friends since it that that who they are and how they view themselves doesn't fit into the old paradigm anymore. And I think, you know, that's the same with uh, with the education thing. Um, you know, the 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 measurement that schools use on kids and on teachers are all based on a, a hundred year old set of requirements that we must have people who fit into these boxes um and you keep me you know we keep measuring everybody the students and the teachers against these set of old paradigms and then we get the same frustrations and outputs um so what if you know the thing we measured ourselves i guess is one of the questions what if the thing we measured ourselves on was based on where we want to go in the future and what our what our future vision is um and then that's not a simple answer uh, but what if you could how would we reframe our current situations and the things that we're facing yeah yeah i recognize those those questions like like finding first out what is the real problem and then if i know what the real problem is so and, and not to repeat, but the, the circumstances are in most cases not the real problem. Yeah. Um, and then we have to just start challenging ourselves and, and with the what if. Like, I always say, like, what if everything is possible? Yeah. And what if my desires are true and right? And by going through these kind of like actually challenging my my paradigm, my mindset, and and my measurement of what is what does success look like, and how do I measure success? You just say you, you challenge them all. That's why here you do, and I think that it's such a um, yeah. It, it's not comfortable, but like if you want to be comfortable, then you probably are not an innovator or a pioneer or a futurist you probably find your seat somewhere in the bus. And, and we are not talking about driving the bus. We are talking not about that bus at all. Let's find out an easier and a faster way to, to move. And but that really is framed in that you know, that you know, that you know where you want to go to. Yeah. So if you haven't got the, a clear picture of where you want to go, and and as a futurist, I could sell, say that's not there is no excuse out there for not knowing where you want to go. But there is 
a set of skills that, that is available, you can develop it, that will help you to get a clear picture, get clarity about where you want to go, who you want to become. Um, and the more I'm working with this through, through uh, in the corporate setting and, and online with the coaching, I got, it's all about this, this one small line of text. I want to find out who I can become. And that's, that's for me, that's for me, the key question. Who do I want to become? I think, I think it is really, really a key question. And I, I think as well, what I know about you, Ariane, is, uh, so this is my thoughts. I, I think everybody will at some point work out the answer to that question. You know, whether it's on your deathbed and you're, you've not become who you want to become and you've realised right at the last minute, this isn't who I wanted to become or, you know, because of some crisis or other, you realise that I've become somebody who I don't want to become. Then that forces you to figure out who you want to become. But, but I guess... The interesting thing I found from some of the tools that I've learned from from you is, well, can we accelerate finding out who I want to become? You know, can can I find that out now? Um, and and why waste you know another five years or ten years or twenty years going around in circles and meandering and being distracted by this circumstance or that circumstance or this excuse or life or whatever? You know, can I? Can I, 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 I'm, I, for me, I'm, I'm really passionate about acceleration. Uh, there's something about that word that gets me every time, you know, whether it's just the, the feeling you get from being on an airplane that's accelerating down the, um, down the runway to take off or, you know, to see people accelerated into what they can, what they can do and what they are built for and finding out who they could become. Um, so for me, that's the key, you know, how can we accelerate? innovate um and that yeah that's really exciting yes yeah yeah and and i truly believe you can accelerate yeah i think there there are a few things that are not possible and but most things are possible and i think one of the things that is not possible is uh, a shortcut yeah like the process in life is just something you have to go through and and the more I got aware of my own process in life, I am surprised, not disappointed, but I'm surprised how much time I, others, need to, to develop, to go through, to apply schools, uh, skills like cre uh, creative thinking versus critical thinking. Like it's both have a purpose. If you mix them up, you missed the point, but there is a fine line between the two. So it's like navigating and master, there's a level of mastery involved, which sometimes is experienced as fatigue, but you can accelerate the process. So you can't shortcut it, but you can accelerate it. And actually, it's all about actually speaking. You can accelerate by ask, asking or being asked the right questions. So it's language. You can accelerate yourself 
uh, in the process by actually verbalizing your thoughts, your feelings, and, and beyond that, what you sense. And find new language. And, and uh, oh, you know you have joined a while back in one of the challenges we did. And, and by the way, in April, we'll have a new challenge. Um, but in, it is the challenges are always like, can I find language that is connected to something that I did not gain yet? Is there something ahead of me that I find language for? That So the moment I speak, it's not yet manifested, not yet created. Well, that new language isn't really an, an, an agent, an accelerator to get you forward. And then some call it affirmations and declarations, but it's so true. If you start using language about things that are ahead of you and others, you start to accelerate. And I think for me, part of that is is linked absolutely to the, the kind of innovation side of things because it it's a it's a process in a way of experimentation and and experimentation in my mind's completely linked to innovation well what if i do this what if i use these words what what's the impact and okay maybe that worked maybe it didn't what if i try these ones and what if i try those ones and what if i try those words and yeah if you until you try and start speaking it out i think you just don't know what could be possible um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and I remember like uh, a while back we we had a group of of innovators and pioneers uh, together, and and it, it was all about like that experience. It's like that the, how how the, our senses work together, including our gut feeling, our awareness of the future, how that works together with having an experience that's the start of what they call transformational change like without an experience there isn't much going to happen but when you have a good experience you actually already have changed because you want more of it yeah so how emotions and feelings and senses and how that all works together in in actually finding out more about yourself your surroundings that increasing awareness of who you are and the influence you have on those around you and then and seeing feeling tasting but mainly speaking is such a powerful accelerator yeah just you said what if i want to go back to that one what if so what would be a good question to start with if you want to get yourself not unstuck but you want to get yourself in an acceleration mode so that you can just run around the obstacles instead of being delayed every time by fixing what seems to, needs to be fixed. So what is a good question? Or what is a good what-if topic? Well, I think one of the what-ifs is linked to... Uh, understanding what I believe about myself so doing what if statements around around those you know what if what if 
I could pick up the phone and speak to, you know, anybody. What if, um, what if I had the most amazing relationship with my kids? What could it look like? Um, what if the ideas that I have had um, actually are really valuable? What if, what if this is one that triggered off a conversation you've said a few times? What if everybody around me is actually a leader? What if I treated every single person I interact with as if they were a leader? What would I learn from that? And what, how would that change? Um, I don't know, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, well, what if everyone is creative? Yeah, exactly. What if any excuse is invalid? Yeah. That. Yeah, what if there are no ex what if there are no excuses? What if no is not an option? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then taking from that position, like see it as a as glasses, like put them on yeah. and just look through the glasses. What if what if and then what would you see? Yeah. What would you advise? what would be the first thing that you would fix, give, contribute, and, uh, and get in that active mode. And I think, I think it comes, the more you do it, the more naturally it comes and the more you learn to trust your, your gut. Um, I, I do crosswords with my wife regularly and often we'll struggle and struggle for a word and then we eventually we'll get it. And the other one of also go, ah, I thought of that straight away, but I just thought that was the silly answer and I ignored it. And it's so true, you know, so often the first thing that we think of, we can, we, you know, what, what if it was the right answer <laughs> and we just <laughs> saved ourselves the hours of, you know, working and trying to think of something. What what if we already saw it or sensed it or felt it, but it was just we didn't trust our our own sensing or gut feel. Um, yeah, and it's so important to actually generate more answers. Like we we tend to create more questions if we want to understand the topic, but if we just reverse it, flip it, and we, we are not creating more questions, but we are creating more possible answers. Yeah. Then in that way, you actually lift yourself up to, to a higher perspective because you're not like the small one with the huge problem, but you lift yourself up to look over the problem and, and, and beyond the problem. And by just generating more potential answers, you actually hear yourself say something that you would normally not say, not think. But by hearing it, you think, actually, let's explore this a little bit further. Yeah, it's really powerful. And that, that external feedback loop of, you know, listening to your own voice or having other people who are going to replay it back to you um yeah that's definitely an accelerator 
Ja. Ja. Maar yeah. wat ik look en dan, ja, zij zei, maar if I look around me, or when I look around me, I don't see a lot of people feeling free, invited to actually speak up or process externally. And I remember through education and, and life as a business consultant, there was there was always like not everyone is an external processor. And and actually I came to the conclusion everyone is an external processor because that's actually the shortest feedback loop of learning that accelerates you. Most people have been silenced by whatever reason, maybe believing that it's not valid, um, but actually by that aren't, haven't developed it. So I really encourage everyone to start developing that external processing side of you. Because all the geniuses out there, when they get stuck in their thinking, they just start to explain it to someone else because explaining it to a mirror is a bit awkward. They start explaining it to someone else what the problem is, what the challenge is, and actually they hear themselves give the answer. Yeah. And probably we all have that experience somewhere for ourselves as well. So I really encourage you, like, like get in that loop that you start to process your your thoughts, your 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 ideas and find a group of people find a group of peers that can handle you and and push you back yeah i think that's really interesting the whole group of peers thing because it you said it before the being an innovator being a futurist it I don't I don't I'm not looking for comfort. I'm not looking uh to be comfortable. And I think you know yes, we all need to learn skills how to ask questions um in ways that don't offend and push absolutely everybody away from us. But to have a group of people around you who know that what you're doing is processing and innovating and asking questions that might be the most insane ones that you've ever thought of and will will hear them as that and not run away from you or get offended or upset that's really 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 valuable and and then we'll have the courage to kind of reflect that back to you it's like a it's an even it's an added um bonus on the on the feedback loop um yeah yeah, and being challenged in your your worldview, yeah, your perspective. Like like recently, I remember I replied to 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 someone's social media post because I was uh, actually he tested an opinion, and uh, so I reacted, and well, then the statement was, "Well, thanks for your input, but actually, I'm not looking for a discussion." And and I was I was first I was blown away and then I thought, but you should be, because actually when you form an opinion, 
which is just a step step before being having a judgment or being judgmental. Yeah. You need to have a dialogue. You need to have a reflection, a pushback, an encouragement based on what you are speaking. Because actually all the words we speak is an experiment to find out if there is, if it generates future or it is destructive. And I'm not saying it's black and white, but actually all our language, all our words, they have impact on those around us. So if you say something and you actually say, well, I'm not looking for a discussion, then what, that's what I thought. What are you doing then? Because you give me your view and I am allowed to sharp iron with iron by like, let's have a sword fight with the worldviews we, we, we don't share with the result actually to learn. Yeah. I think I think that's the key though, isn't it? With with the with the result of being to learn and a lot of people are don't don't believe that they want to learn, don't don't give themselves permission to learn, um are afraid of learning because of their ego because they might have to unlearn yeah. a whole load of stuff. Um, so they they come, you know, they either completely avoid the confrontation or discussion because they don't want to be confronted or um, they come into the conversation without any sense that they're going to learn and just want to bulldoze um, everybody in their way, which then nobody learns from either. Um, yeah, and... I think it's a very American thing, but you hear it a lot in, in, um, in problem solving as well, like failing forward, uh, fail fast. Um, it's not f to, to, to generate shame, but actually it's just like if you fail, you've learned so much more than when you're successful. Yeah. But most of us, they first want to know before they try to prevent failure, but then you take your, your learning curve away and you end up with something that works, but you have never, you will never know if there is something out there that works better yeah. or all the things that don't work right now. And, Which, and yeah. isn't, I think it's, it's Edison with the, with the light bulb. Yeah. Like, like, and of course it's like a hyped quote. But he says something like that, like, I haven't found out how the light bulb works, but I found out five million ways it doesn't. Yeah. And there is, of course, a, there is something, there is a truth in that statement. But it is really good to find out what doesn't work. Yeah. So that you can actually help people. Because helping people with telling them what works is actually not the best help because people, you can't give them a shortcut, but you can point them into a direction so that maybe they don't have to do 5 million failures, but only 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bench, I was just thinking like, uh, we do this on a weekly basis. We have the, I have this, 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 uh, talks like once a month, 
around the innovator. Last time I had with Grant around the, the pioneer. And uh, next week I will have a talk with Ryan around the entrepreneur and the futurist. So, and I'm looking forward to take this conversation with you in April to the, to the next step. And I really encourage people to, to, to react, have your comments, uh, questions. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be interesting if there's anybody watching who's got specific things um, that they want to talk about in terms of innovation um, and, and how we can shape the future for ourselves and around us. I'd be really interested. We can talk about those on the, on the call next time, maybe, Ariane. Um, yeah, I would love to have that uh, conversation with, with others. And, and, and it would be a huge help for us as well to make it as, as concrete, uh, applicable, actionable as possible. Yeah. Um, because the future is not that far off. Yeah, I, I mean, you know this, but I'll say for the sake of everybody listening, you know, I'm I'm really passionate about um, investing in people's ideas and in in the people themselves and in the organisations that they're in, and and that's what innovation, you know, the two things are, are completely linked. So if if you know you're w watching this, whether you're watching live or later, um, and you've got things, you know, that you're you just see as a problem. And we could have a, a live um, innovation discussion around it. Then let us know in the chat or whatever. Um, I mean, the other thing we talked about for next time is the is the what wows question. Um, I know we've talked a lot about what if this time, but I, I think that could be really good to explore next time as well a bit more. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, thank you for, for your time. And, um, well, I'm looking forward to great new innovations and, uh, and to continue the conversation. So, uh, and for all those who have been watching, engaging live or later, thank you. And, uh, let's keep talking about it, yeah. about your, what you want, where you want to go. And if there is anything that pops up ask yourself what if and change your perspective and on that note i think it's time to, uh, to say bye goodbye and uh, see you next time thank you thanks Ariane.